Do you think the acoustics in here are, are okay for recording? Could shut the curtains with it. Oh yeah, that would totally help. Kia ora, this is Tim. You guys just kind of know me as Disqualified Tim. Somehow I've become locked in a fiberglass box out in the rain in the middle of the west coast of the South Island. And it's been the perfect opportunity to entrap a uh, 48-hour organiser and judge uh, Nespatia. We all have some questions about when the 48s are going to be. Uh, I personally have some questions because I know she's been a previous entrant and I really want to know what what's what's going on in the minds of the 48 hour uh, leaders why have I been disqualified so many times you absolute dickhead <laughs> I'm here in an RV with Ness and if, if she she's already um, showing an unwillingness to participate in which case I'll be just creating her voice on her behalf <laughs> Hi listeners, we're in a haunted place, old ghost town, in the middle of Upper Buller Gorge. When is the 48 hours going to be? It's, it's, been, it's been dead silence, um, but shall I leave that question for the end? Kind of just like leave everyone listening because that's all they want to listen to. Yeah, I think we should leave that till the end so that we can keep our audience. Because I, I have an answer. And hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, I've already posted something on Facebook. Oh, sweet. You're posting tomorrow, then. tell them about what's been happening the last week or 10 days. Uh, Well, Ness and I know each other, obviously, through the 48 hour, and you're listening to this because you're interested in the 48 hour. I suppose, I think Ness has just heard horror stories and has taken pity on these RV trips that I do. Um, I create advertisements for an RV company. Uh, they're called my way you can have a look at my videos but um there's a history of and, and through no fault of my ways i'm just an erratic person um i've almost drowned in quicksand i've become lost 200 meters on my own in a cave and dropped a torch into the water um i almost i, I fell asleep in negative 17 degrees celsius uh, while on top of a mountain there's a few of these things that I think has encouraged Ness to come out and try look after me. I think she's got a glimpse of how bad it would be if she wasn't here. Yeah, I, I'm pretty concerned with safety at the moment. Um, we've had a few close calls on this trip. Um, when we were flying the drone in the Haas Pass and we'd almost run out of gas, which I'm really disappointed in myself for because I always check the meter, but we almost ran out. We're on one bar, less than one bar, and we stopped to get this shot of the mountains, which was real stunning with the clouds and morning light and beautiful native forest. And Tim crashes his drone into a tree. And then just runs off into the thick uh, west coast native bush to go and retrieve it. And I was, yeah, hoping he'd come I back. I think the chill that I showed in that situation revealed yeah, yeah how, how vanilla it was compared to <laughs> the rest of my life so far. It wasn't, um, you know, Fijian prisoners uh, taking drugs off me. It wasn't that shark. I suppose so, but I guess, I mean, that is a concern with us with 48 hours is people hurting themselves. You're probably the most likely to hurt yourself out of your quality. Oh, there are certainly um, details that I have not told you about the last entries. Yeah, the shark incident was another concern. Um, so we've been diving, we've been shooting down this island and we're diving as part of our shoot 
we were filming down there with the GoPro and um, dragging a bunch of dead fish behind him and then Tim got a visit from a bronze whaler. Well, yeah, I really wanted a shot of a bronze whaler and the best way to get a good shot of a bronze whaler is to go into what is known as shark-infested waters off the coast of Stewart Island dragging seven dead fish on a rope tied to your belt. But then when it actually turned up, the camera was dead anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got a story out of it. So, Ness, you were originally an entrant. Having been someone who has entered before, does you, do you think that skews your uh, vision as to how to judge? Uh, well, you know, I think everybody's got a fair amount of bias when they're judging. Everyone's got their taste and what they like. But um, that's why we have multiple judges, so that it's not one person judging. And I can have my opinions, but... For sure. I mean, I know what it's like to make a 48 hour film. If anything, it makes me more empathetic about what people go through in the weekend. I know almost for a fact. There's no such thing as fact. That one of my films didn't do well because it was a film that wouldn't play in the context of outside the 48 hours. It wasn't a short that stood alone. Is it Transformation? I think it's probably all of them. Yeah, probably. Should, uh, uh, hmm. how do I phrase this? I think there are some judges that shouldn't be there. Do you agree? <laughs> Obviously not, because I picked them. So thank you, judges, for your time, voluntary time. We really appreciate it. I I had a friends group before the forty eights, right? I I had my close knit friends who I'd tell all my secrets to, and they're all gone now. Because I've actually only chosen friends who I've met through the 48s. It's this really bizarre thing where there's a closeness um, and everyone I've worked out, worked with within the film industry who doesn't do 48s sucks. I'm talking to you, Hannah Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It sort of gives you a bit of a backbone, doesn't it? Are you finding uh, all your friends are coming out of the 48s now? <laughs> Are oh, you asking me? Yeah. Because um, well, there's someone else in here. <laughs> <laughs> there's heaps of people in here. It's, it's a rainy night in the middle of nowhere. We're in an RV. <laughs> there's no internet. There's nothing. There's no one around. <laughs> so to ask if I'm... We're surrounded by ghosts, so yeah, you could be asking somebody else. Um, yeah, most of my friends are from the 48 Hours, but... Um, I think I've been doing it for so long I've met them all through that, including Ruth, who I collaborate with, and you. That's, I think, one, two. Yeah, Yeah, Ness's friends, one and two. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) When I first entered the 48 Hours, it was about five years ago now, and um, we actually, we kind of didn't make it quite on time, and yet... The old judges were far more lenient than you two bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so we got invited down because we were finalists of some kind. And then we watched um, uh, your film and it won. Oh, uh, yeah. So my mum loved your film. Now, this was the one, and I don't remember the name. Sleeping Plot. Yeah, Dead Girl in a Closet. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that the last film you made for the 48s? Oh, it's not. 
It's not? No. I thought you quit after that. No, I did. I made one more with... Um, I thought I'd retired because, you know, you clock it, then you retire. So you win and then you... Yeah, then you, you retire. But um, I did a year with, uh, what were they called? Temple of Doom, which was Richard Faulkner and Toby about an animation, a stop-motion animation about a guy eating garlic bread, um, which was kind of silly and those guys were not that straight when they wrote it so yeah i ended up shooting that that was the last film i did right yes i've, I've noticed uh richard and co tend to be as you say not straight uh, they're very much a couple yeah i mean it is one way to do the 48 hours but it's not necessarily a way to get the best results it's a good way to have fun though right so we've just heard some extreme homophobia out of <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's it's surprising that I'm even here talking to you Ness because almost every year without fail that I've tried to compete you've disqualified me how does it feel to be disqualified by me you don't you don't kind of cut corners when you tell me <laughs> um my films you can't see I, I've deleted them all now <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of the uh, the, the niche of them. Yeah, it's a bit of a Hitchcock move. What does that mean? <laughs> oh no, like a signature move, you know. Ah, oh, right. Like he always has a cameo, you always delete your films. This is just know me as disqualified, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, so the first time I met you, I disqualified you. Um, that was fun. I actually was like, oh, this film's really rad, and I felt really bad for having to disqualify you. I don't want to, but, you know, them the rules. And, you know, the old judges didn't disqualify me. Who are they? They're relevant to me. <laughs> um, yeah, it feels really bad disqualifying people because you know how much work they put into their films. So how, how many did you disqualify in the last year, the 2018 year? Oh, I don't count them, but it's not that many. It's usually just a handful. Like, um, And the ones that are late know already that they're disqualified. There's a few copyright disqualifications. And and what's a copyright disqualification? Like someone used the music from Baywatch. Ooh. and uh, footage from Baywatch and it was just super obvious so they that's an example of someone who got disqualified for copyright yeah um, yeah that's a bit of a bummer when that happens because that film was actually super funny and we really liked it but um, people don't also mind because it's a bit of a just a fun weekend for them and a bit of a throwaway are, are, are you sure? no I'm not totally sure but I mean it's 48 hours, shit happens, shit goes wrong. So they don't expect it to all go smoothly. So if they get disqualified for a reason, it's a bummer, but it happens. Has, has every film that's entered had something go wrong? You you read the stories that come through. Yeah, oh, definitely things go wrong. Um, I've heard of people not being friends anymore, which is probably the worst result from a put out our film they're just having an argument over things that don't really matter in the big scheme of life but they can't get over it and uh yeah they're not friends anymore so that's a shame when that happens it shouldn't be about that i think in the opposite vein it makes people better friends let's stick with that one the, the 48s have definitely left a scar in the relationships that have held <laughs> how deep is that wound I still, you know, I still haven't forgiven my younger brother, Raymond. Oh, that's a name and shame. What happened? <laughs> well, I will say it because I'm very mad. 
the first year we were late, and that's because Raymond was doing the visual effects and I was doing the edit and he was late in handover. And then when I handed it over, because the fo images only just came through, none of the sounds synced up. So we hate each other still. I, th I think. We haven't actually talked about it. Uh, the next one... Is it? Is this your favourite brother or your least favourite? Oh, we did talk about that, but <laughs> I can't say which one's my favourite. Yes, the next disqualified film uh, was... The one where you shot the countdown. No. Ah, oh, no. I've been disqualified before that. No, I got food poisoning. Okay. I got severe food poisoning. Um, I finished in 30 hours and Raymond was there again. He had decided not to enter with me this time. I was in unbelievable agony. I had just enough energy before kind of passing out on a hospital floor to say to Raymond, upload that film. <laughs> you know what he did? What? Sent a Google link. Like a Google Drive link. Ah, damn. Never never got received. Ah, oh, damn. So you've actually been disqualified four times. Uh, yeah, so the next year was filming too early. Yeah, that I, was I, the countdown. I filmed the countdown. To be honest, I didn't spot that. One of our other judges spotted that, and I was like, no, that can't be right. It's so close, but yeah, we changed the rules after that. So I, I will say something I definitely should not say, <laughs> and that um, one of the judges, whose Dave will not be named, oh, no. told me I was pegged to win until that moment. <laughs> oh, really? Maybe in his mind, but I mean, we... No, there were definitely some much better films. I think that was... I loved that film, but you can't really say because it's, you know, up to all of the different judges. If you read the reviews, he reviews every film and, yeah. and lots of people heavily disagree with his critique. So he's definitely got obscure taste. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think he's got his own taste. I'm just amazed at how he reviews films after watching them once. I've watched them three times before I can review them. Oh, yeah, I've been disqualified. Did you know that? Our team's been disqualified. Yeah, and after watching that horse film, it's gone down in infamy, but I would have disqualified you for that. Far, the, the <laughs> no, the reason it was disqualified is because we exported it without sound. Yeah, I've been through it. I know how it feels. It actually feels fine. You're over it, eh? Well... You moved on with your life? That last film, I was naked for the majority of it, so I wanted it to not be seen. <laughs> I saw the bridge where you kissed yourself. That was weird. For the majority of people who have never seen it and never will, uh, I was here with in this van on the west coast with two other backpackers, and um, the category we got given, unfortunately, was romance. Star-crossed lovers. That was it. Well, it was a homoerotic romp. <laughs> homoerotic selfie. So there's a, there's a really clear shot in there where um, it's a drone shot looking straight down at a naked man passed out on a picnic bench table. And obviously I'm passed out. So I've handed the drone controller over to someone else. Oh, you got me naked on screen. Sorry, you keep that film on your desktop? That's ready to play at any moment? <laughs> um, for a full time producer it's not where I keep my videos <laughs> it just happens to be where your ones safe it's just the ones that you want to watch <laughs> that are on hand yeah. yes, so you know that shot it's flying up right it's looking down and uh, there's a naked me passed out on a table I had to hand the con drone controller over to someone else to fly it 
This is a backpacker, and she's hiding under the table. And I don't want my wang on camera. I want, so I'm like lying nude, and she's underneath me, flying a drone for the first time. She did well. I mean, I I've haven't flown drones before, but I thought that was a nice shot. Yeah, so should we talk about AJ? He's probably listening. He's probably the only one listening. Ruth Corver might listen, but she'll probably have listened just by now. In your time judging, what's the biggest horror story you've had? You know, what, what is it people need to prepare for? Uh, jeez. Um, well, that's the thing is to prepare technically, <coughs> but not prepare story-wise. So because we give you guys challenges uh, on the Friday night, just don't prepare too much to do with the story just prepare all your gear make sure you've got I mean it's like this trip we've just had to have all our gear ready and then whatever happens we have to shoot it um, take spare parts for your drone when you go into the bush I, I didn't crash it on purpose <laughs> yeah but now you've got broken propellers and you can't buy propellers in Hokitika take your charges with you yeah. charge your batteries yeah. we've had a really cool um, thing down here where Tim left his drone charger at home because he's very organised. And so we went on this awesome mission where we found people with drone charges around the country. And I had the email of one of the producers of um, Super Furious Ninja Dragon, so the Invercargill team. And Rachel, who's the producer down there, hooked us up with a drone charger, which I think is so cool. That's why the community is so great. Because everyone just helps each other out. Okay. So to counter that, that you because you're always bringing up nice points, mm. so you can't get in trouble. It's not because I can't get in trouble. I genuinely feel like people are good. Okay, well I have the opposite feel. What are your favourite teams? What are my favourite teams? Your favourite teams because I'm absolutely more than ready to talk about my least favourite teams. <laughs> oh gosh, I can't do that. Not in my position. There's certain teams that we go straight for to see what they've made. Really? So there's a, there's a like, you you know, you definitely want to see a Sam Harris. Yeah. I'm not naming names. Okay. <laughs> I definitely know you guys are straight on to mind to see how you can disqualify me again. <laughs> it's so easy, though. You make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm planning to do, to get disqualified again. But this time, it's going to be just so oh, horrendously gosh. offensive. You see, that's the thing, is now we have to get our films, um classified before they can shut the finals. So should entrants keep that in mind? Oh, absolutely. It's in the rules. Who reads the rules, Ness? It's like... (laughs) You should, because you're the one that keeps getting disqualified. It's like you're bloody signing up for iTunes. Agree. (laughs) Yeah, but those terms and conditions are quite long. We've only got 10 rules. They they were really long. They used to be like 27. Me and Ruth whittled them down to the 10. So I think it's a lot clearer for people now. Highlights for me, last couple of years, school teams. Unbelievable. Unbelievable how good they are. Yeah, definitely. Um, the one line that sticks out for sure. I'm sitting here so long, my toes are like raisins. Now, I don't think it was a school team, but there was another film who they had the most creative ending. They had to do a film about monsters. Uh, their lead actor left them partway through. Yeah. Which could have been a complete disaster and they could have not handed their film in. But they decided to. But they handled it so well by just saying the real monster in this story is our lead actor who left. And then they just showed the elements. Do you have something against people who would just show the elements? Oh, 
Tim, I loved that that bit in that film. I was like, that film was kind of dragging a little bit for me, and then that moment happened, and it was so irreverent. It was golden. We all loved it, including Dave of Obscure Taste. There used to be like this thing of a 48-hour film that was just real slapstick funny, and it was just the laughs. But people are starting to come through and make more serious films, and it's a nice change. Yeah. And those films can survive outside of the competition. So I think it's good. I mean, same with Sleeping Plot. We ended up getting that in the Texas Film Festival. So if you film... Wow. Yeah, so it's cool. And I think Ruth even sold it. So so entrance could poten- potentially... Um, not that my pieces of shit will ever <laughs> be sold. <laughs> well, you don't... We don't own the film. Like, that's in the terms and conditions of your entry. Like, you guys still own your own copyright of the film. So we just own the rights to be able to screen it in our screenings and on our website. Um, but that's all. We've purposefully made it so you guys retain your copyright. So if it does go outside of the competition... How cool, actually. I mean, not that that helps me at all. There's now actually an ability uh, with recent technology uh, for films of high quality to be submitted in such a short time. And we keep hearing on repeat, oh, Taika ended. Taika did well. I watched his old films. It was a long time ago that Taika was in it. And, I mean, he's been really successful, obviously, with Thor and Boy and all of his films. You're cutting in front of of my opportunity to trash him. I know, (laughs) doing that on purpose. Because I think it's a pathway for people. Like, he was starting out, you know, and look where he is now. When I look at school teams and how well they are doing at the moment, or the quality that they're producing. The school teams, in my opinion, are far above what Taika was doing in the past. Yeah, but the technology's improved so much as well. I mean, I don't know what he was shooting on, but it would have been tape. Teams are better, and they've also probably got kick-ass tutors at those schools. So what madman in the days of DV tape enters a 48-hour? Oh, man, all of, everybody was doing it on DV tape. That's what it was. It was hard. They had to, like... Would you be impressed if a modern entrant entered using DV tape? <laughs> You'll get some bonus points. <laughs> some lo-fi bonus points. I don't know how far I'd get you, though. I've never been a winner, but I have my own set of rules. Maybe you could contribute with your set of rules. Those are the things that I do to prepare. Yeah. Um, considering the 48s are coming up very, very soon, it sounds like. Yeah? Are we talking dates again? <laughs> so I have a no-drinking rule. Oh, that's, that's good, because, I mean, people do have some drinks on Friday night, but I would really suggest you only have one or two if you're going to. Especially not if you're a writer, though, because that you need a clear head for that, and you need a really good story. Um, yeah, I know people that have got too tipsy, and then it affects their whole next day, which is the filming day. Yeah. So it's not a good idea to drink. I had some other rules... Some of them were about preparation, to be honest. But I think almost every year that I've entered, I have completely forgotten that it was even going to happen until, like, half an hour before 7 o'clock. Oh, God. Well, just coming on this trip with you, I've noticed there's a lot of preparation, but there's a few gaps. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) And um, I think it's really good to prepare as much as possible like, for, for example, check that your hard drives, you've got space on your hard drive and yeah. that you save your files properly, that you maybe have a dedicated editor that starts while you're still shooting. Other rule, I, I, I have one writer 
Yeah, I think that's quite good too, because then you have a clarity of vision. Yeah. And potentially someone to give you a little bit of feedback, but then ultimately that rider decides. I mean, with Sleeping Plot, we had four riders. Wow. Yeah. And that was really cool. Like, they were all just jamming. They were all at my house at the time, and they were all just jamming um, and just bouncing off each other. And I think that's how we got such a good, tight story. They're all really experienced riders. Yeah. The other rule that I actually tend to keep is two major ones. I don't drink the V Energy drinks during the competition. Oh, yeah. And I sleep. I make sure that I have... Oh, you can totally sleep during the weekend. I mean, most of the winning teams and the veteran teams always get sleep. Yeah. You just need to make sure you've got enough people on your team to get some sleep or you don't be overambitious for the time you've got. Well, I've always found that if you don't sleep and you're in charge, whether you're a solo team or not, you lose the plot. You really, I mean, and there's nothing you can do about it. The first thing that goes with um, lack of sleep is your emotional stability. And I think that's why people lose friends very quickly in the 48s. Yeah, they're just stressed out. But it's not that important. Like, that's the other thing. I mean, it's important, but it's also not that important. So don't lose your friends. They're more important. I disagree. <laughs> but I, Are you just disagreeing? No, disagree? no. I mean, I would never enter with a friend. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. You just pick up random strangers and get them to film. Yeah, I mean, the last film I did, I picked up Hitchhikers, because you know what? End of the day, we don't get along. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> They're out in the rain. <laughs> That's true. You can just drop them off. <laughs> yeah. Quick acting tips. I mean, so... I. I just heard a story about an actor who got, they, they won Best Actor Award literally doing 10 minutes of a recording onto an iPhone. Voice acting. Voice acting, yeah. Um, I won a Best Script Award. Ness saw my script. It was two pages in the back of a book of illegible. I don't even know what it said. Okay, so we never actually see people's written down scripts in the process. But we, when we see the film... It's, I mean, we get script writers to judge that award and it's about the story, you know, that ends up on film. Not about what's actually written on a piece of paper. And um, with the acting thing, there was some awesome improvisation in that voice acting that was just done off the cuff. So, and great intonation and voice work. So, yeah, it was a bit controversial that year when a voice actor got best actor. But um, we like being controversial and... You know, it gets people talking and it's great for the comp. It sounds like in some ways maybe an editor could get best script. Yeah, well, no, editing's its own beast again. And, I mean, w me and Ruth had a bit of argument last year. Well, not argument, but heated discussion. A complete falling out, I understand. <laughs> yeah, about the editing prize. And it's very tricky because there's different things you can judge it on. Um, and this year there was... Like, just one thing that's really important is that it's super tight and there's no excess fat on that edit. And that's what ended up winning. And the other one was a very, very creative edit, which came very close to winning as well. So, so we, we talked about, we, we actually take the ship very seriously. We talk about it a lot because we know that people take it seriously too and we want them to be happy with our decisions. You guys do very much take it seriously. How, how much time do you put into judging? How, how many films do you watch? I can't remember that far back. No, joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I watched maybe between three and four hundred films. 
So we definitely watched all the Wellington ones more than once. You mean because they're the best ones? No, because that's our city, because we're city managers as well. So we watch those ones to check if they're um, screenable or offensive. And then we watch them at the heats again. And then I watch some of them a third time to review them because I I just need to watch things more than once to review it. And then uh, I watched all the top films from all the other cities. So I'd say around three or four hundred films I watched. Five minute film. It's an administration beast, though. It definitely is. There's a lot of paperwork and a lot of teams and a lot of communication. Oh, you seem, seem to hold it together somehow. Yeah, we do. But um, it's awesome when people understand. Should we talk about these dates now? Yeah, this has gone a bit long, hasn't it? <laughs> Maybe. It was probably just AJ listening. <laughs> Someone, if you're listening right now, you can just write in the comments what I'm saying. So it saves everyone else the trouble. <laughs> okay, yes. I mean, we're screaming for dates. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I know I have no chance anyway. Uh, I keep deliberately getting removed from the competition. So... <laughs> so we do not have a date, is the long, short answer. Um, what? <laughs> we originally said at the end of last year, April or May, and that's our ultimate time for schools and for weather. Um, and people's lives and when we get the most registrations but we do not have our sponsorships locked down yet um, we're in negotiation with some people and we're gonna have to delay it a bit later I cannot say when but it could even be in winter yeah and we definitely we've got some amazing ideas so we don't want to not do them justice by rushing through you know, into it too fast. Um, now, obviously, you can't tell me what any of those ideas are. What are some of the ones that you've ruled out? No, there is one idea that I could talk about that we. Yeah, I'd love to hear. Um, we'd like to run a bit of a mentor program for the newbies and the old schools. So I don't know what it'll be called yet, but we'd love to hook up new teams with old school teams and create a bit of a structure around that so that they can have a couple of mentor sessions um, just to talk them through how to prepare for the weekend and maybe a phone call during the weekend. It just depends how we structure it. But we thought that could be really good for new people. Um, we'd definitely like to run our community um, ones this year so that you can get a free entry if you're running community groups or youth at risk groups. Um, we did 10 free entries for that last year and we'd like to do that again. Um, and we. Do we want to have a uh, focus on Māori and Pacific directors as well? So we need to work out a structure and maybe partner with some people around that. So we just don't want to rush things because we want to do it right. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't apologise if I were in your position. Um, it's always a privilege to be able to be a part of something like that with such a cool community. Um, and I know there's so much energy. We're all like, I think the long-time entrants are almost dreading that it's coming up again. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> The ult you actually qualify for ultra this year, we were discussing that earlier. Um, however, if it's another, uh, you have to create a prequel or a sequel. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. Every year the ultra challenge is new. So um, uh, explain to me, what, what what is the ultra challenge? So last year, I mean, to qualify you have to have done the comp for five years or more. If you have, you probably know what it is. But... We've done it two years in a row and it's just an extra challenge for the veterans to try to level the playing field. And we've found that it either makes or breaks teams. Um, 
it's going to be different every year and there's no clue about what it could be could be anything but in the past it's been the first one was that you had to create a sequel to a previous 48 hour film and the second one was that you had to include animals or humans uh, animals or human children as your main characters so the third year who knows what it is that's part of the excitement you register and you find out at 7pm on Friday night yeah, let's wrap up the shindig. Uh, have a good night or day, guys, and uh, can't wait to see your films. Um, just in the screenings, honestly. Even those who don't make it to finals, I, I just bloody love watching uh, what you all do. Um, and I'm saying that as a competitor, not as a judge. Um, wicked. See ya. See ya. Hopefully we make it back to the mainland.